Oh. Woo! Yes, drinking boiled water. Yes, Melbourne's awesome 2020. One single cough this week. No mucking about. Welcome to chapters, uh, chapter 165 of Stories of a Sexy Sort of Soul. That was sent in by Old Mate 17 on Instagram. Appreciate that, Old Mate. Clearly, Old Mate doesn't find me physically appealing, but I kind of agree. I think most of my sexiness comes from within, you know, and that's what's really important about life, isn't it? If you're just sexy on a surface level, people aren't going to get to know the true you, you know? That's why there's so many goddamn people out there on reality TV shows that have that actually don't have the word personality in their vocabulary because they've never had to work for one. But, you know, but yet there's these bloody sixes and sevens like most of us grubs that listen to this podcast, you know? I reckon there'd be so many fucking four to eights listening to this if I, I don't think I've ever had a 10 message me, you know, guy or girl. I, I, I actually think you guys are, none of you guys are hot. <laughs> but that's, you know, I, I guess you are what you put out. Because all the hot people listen to like health and well-being podcasts, you know. Like they go in the lifestyle section of the podcast charts, start having a scroll until they find one about, you know, look, this is how to fucking do a Juice cleanse. I don't. I honestly don't even know what hot people do. That's insane. I just realized that then. What do hot people like do as entertainment or watch or consume? Um, other than like fruit and and smoothies, what do they do? I wonder what hot people are doing right now. Think about that. It's like this. Think about your your typical hot person uh, in lockdown. Are they just like on a yoga mat doing crunches? Are they? Posting on their Instagram story. Who knows? I don't know. But anyway, us unhotties uh, here listening to a podcast, watching a podcast. And I, I, by the way, I do apologize. If you are sincerely hot and you're here, then I actually apologize. But you're just an outlier in my general demographic. My general demographic would have to be exclusively average. And that's fine. I think that's better, you know, because... Otherwise, this podcast would suck. Imagine it was just hot people sending me their unpopular opinions or contacting me. It wouldn't be anything worth fucking reading. So, um, just not all podcasts start off with the host just straight up calling the audience ugly and then just moving on going, anyway, guys, I've had a great week. <laughs> but this isn't all podcasts. So, welcome back. Hope you guys are well. Uh, as I said at the start of the podcast, this week... Got absolutely 2020'd, just nuked by the fucking bomb that is this year uh, in Melbourne. 90, I think 88 suburbs to 90 suburbs or something uh, has contaminated water because you know what? Life was already good enough. Then life was like, you know what? Let's make it a little bit better. And now you have to boil your water. Dude, I'm not... Here's the thing. They were like, boil your water for everything, for drinking, for brushing your teeth. I'll, I'm boiling it for drinking. I'm not boiling it for brushing my teeth, okay? Who swallows the water that they brush the teeth with? I will risk pooing myself just for that slight inconvenience. I'm not using previously boiled water. In this water bottle right here, it's just 
water that was boiled. And be honest, it, it tastes like shit, to be real with you all. It's average. It tastes like I'm in Adelaide or Perth. Your water stinks. And now I realize I think your government just boiled the water and then put it in your taps because it tastes like Adelaide's drinking water. It's fucked up. Uh, so it's bad, man. Meg, Meg, uh, she hasn't been drinking as much water lately. Like she's like, oh, I've got a massive headache. I was like, oh, how come? She's like, I think it's absolutely due to the fact that I hate drinking this water. So I've been avoiding it. <laughs> so instead of just putting up with the water, she's just been uh, putting herself through migraines to not uh, feel like she's back home in Adelaide because that's where she was born. Uh, and I'll be honest, it's the closest I've ever felt to being in the third world because I feel like I'm in a third world village because I have to plan for my next drink. Like I went for a run yesterday and I was like, I'm going to be thirsty when I get back. So I should boil some water. I'm like, I'll put the bloody kettle on, boil some water and then chuck it in the fridge. So then when I get back, I have something to drink. Otherwise I'm going to be drinking poo water. Uh, Cause I don't know. Apparently there was a big storm. There's been some pretty windy weather lately and yeah, something fell in the water. I don't know. I should have gone on a conspiracy theory page and read everyone's best theories. Yeah, they want you to boil the water for this reason, you know? I love that shit, dude. I've been like going... It's the only reason why I go on Facebook because you see some people from your high school uh, that you're just like, oh, you're an anti-masker now. Love it. I That's the only reason why I'm still hanging in there. So Zuckerberg, put that shit to the top of my feed because it's... The only thing I'm going on Facebook for these days is not even to post. I only ever cross post stuff from Instagram. It's a write-off now, that social media platform. But the one thing that is great is, uh, yeah, just watching fucking lunatics argue with each other. It's where they all congregate, that and Twitter. But uh, Twitter, I mainly go for my celebrity news because, uh, you know, I want to be up in the now with the goss. So anyway, guys, I'm boiling water all the time. How awesome is that? How awesome is is just having to boil something and then refrigerate it before drinking? Sick. So that's where my life is. And you might have uh, heard earlier, yeah, 2020, that's a verb now. 2020 is now a verb. It uh, is a synonym for fucked. It just kind of means lol, suck it. That's kind of what 2020 means now. For example, uh, you smash someone in Uno uh, and you ma- or you make them pick up draw four. You go, ha, huh, you just got absolutely 2020, which means suck shit, pick up four cards, you dweeb, and you have no choice but to deal with this, you know? So those are the rules this year. The rules is you uh, can't do anything you want to do with your life and that's it. So that's sick. I'm loving life. Hope you guys are too. And I really miss doing stand-up so much. You have no idea. I know I talk about it almost every week and I will not stop talking about it, okay? Because this is where I complain, you know? This is a platform for me to raise some gripes and my life is that good still, even in a world pandemic, that my biggest problem is not being able to do my dream job. I have to do my second dream job. Oh, I'm so unlucky. (laughs) I have to make YouTube videos for a living. Oh, my life is difficult. Fuck. Uh, But yeah, I've been having these dreams every night. Like 
every single night I'm in a different scenario and it's like, it's just like my ego jerking me off. Like I'm like, my unconscious brain's like, yeah, you're a bloody funny bugger, aren't you, mate? Because <laughs> this is every dream. It's me in a situation with like some of my friends, always some strangers. Last night, the cast of The Office were there. We're all in a paddock that's like near my old house. And then for some reason, we were just like all there and... A few people from the office, like Jim and Meredith and like Stanley, they're all going, come on, like we're all getting up to do our talent, get up there and do a tight five, you know? And I was like, no, stop it. Stop it. Oh, Steve Carell, get out of here. Stop it. And then Meg was there and she's like, go on, go on. You, you haven't done it in ages. And I was like, oh, all right. Oh, but I'll be a little bit rusty. And I, every single night, it doesn't matter what the situation is or who's in the dream. I always find myself getting up on like a park bench or like uh, some kind of auditorium, wherever it may be said, it doesn't matter. I've had this dream so many times in so many different variations. Every time I get up there and I just do some shit that's like crowd work or like just riffing or like a bit that I've actually worked on in real life during the week and then I remember it in my dream for some reason, like word for word. I don't know how my brain works. And then I it I just destroy every time. And I know that's not impressive because there's my own mind going, you're the fucking best. It's just me going, oh, yeah, Luke, fucking, oh, now riff with the person in the second row. Oh, yeah, drop a punchline, boom, all right. But, uh, say that's all I've got time for Oh no Luke They're giving you a standing ovation They want you to do more And I'm just like yeah Yeah And then it gets to the climax And I'm just like Everyone's on their feet And I wake up with morning wood Every single morning I'm like that was sick And it's not because Most guys wake up with a boner every day It's because I was that good Last night I fucking destroyed that paddock, man. There was a whole crowd of people. I was I was riffing about these birds that were flying past, and I was just crushing. I don't even remember anything I said, but uh, I was crushing. So yeah, ju- I just wanted to mainly let you guys know that don't worry. When shows come back, I'm still gonna be in form because I've been practicing up here every single night. I go to bed and I just fucking get to work. You know, running some tight fives. You know, putting myself in different scenarios, really testing out myself as a comedian, even during such a hard time for comedians, you know, there's no days off and no nights off. That's how I do. I literally grind 24 seven, man. I think it's actually problematic. I can't turn my brain off that how much I miss it. <laughs> it's so weird. Like I've never had those type of dreams before where I'm like just doing my job, you know, like no, in no other profession, say if you were like a lawyer, right? Would you just like, like, Oh yeah. Now I'm in court. And I'm defending my client. Oh, you made up a good point. Oh, you said, you said, uh, I don't know much about legal terminology, but like, you know, just from what I've learned on TV, you said, uh, no, your honor or something like that. And then you're like, oh, and then we won the case. And then you wake up. Does that happen? Or am I the only one just going, God, it would be good to get back to work. You know, I don't think many like Coles employees are like, fuck yeah. I'm walking down like they're they're sleeping right. They're like, yeah, just put those noodles on that shelf. All right, now I'm gonna unbox some juice. Woohoo! <laughs> nah, I think it's just me. Anyway, guys, so that's where I'm at mentally, fairly unstable. Um, and <laughs> I'm good. I'm kidding around. I'm good. 
No, I don't need people to go, Luke, are you okay? Uh, clearly not. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I fucking miss stand-up so much. It's, uh, I'm just, I think it's because like all my friends from New South Wales, like Frenchie's doing shows again, Neil's been doing shows again, Rory in Perth. I just see all these comedians like up on stage again and it makes me sad and jealous. And I was just, it was going to be such a big year. Oh, I know I keep talking about this. I was going to, I had a UK tour booked in. It was, it was already booked. I was going at like five places in the UK. It was going to be the first ever international. I had New Zealand on the cards. I had, uh, obviously Australia was already announced. We'd already done the regional tour. I had literally like was organizing stuff in like Kuala Lumpur and like uh, Thailand and all this stuff to do shows with these like comedy clubs over there. It was going to be such a fucking sick year. And now I'm dreaming about crushing in a paddock near my old house to the cast of The Office. Um, so I guess it's not exactly how my year... I guess, yeah, my year didn't pan out exactly as I wanted it to. <laughs> and now I'm boiling my water before I drink it. I feel like if things really took a turn. And my hair's super long. If you're an audio listener, you're probably getting some, like, long hair vibes, you know? It's a bit of a grubby look at me. I think I'm just going to keep growing it out because I can't go get a haircut. And quite frankly, I don't trust Meg. So, or myself. So I'm just going to let it go. But the problem with my hair is it grows up and out, not down in like a cool surfer way. It's more of like a guy Sebastian if he had, you know, if he didn't. Yeah, more like, I don't think it'll grow full afro. It'll just grow kind of like a cube. I end up looking like a Lego man a bit. So... Uh, I'm not that happy with the current length, but what can you do? I was running the other day and you know how like often you'll catch yourself in a reflection and you'll be like, oh, ooh, who's that guy? Oh, I don't, I don't like the look of that today. And you're like, oh man, I need to get my fucking life together. You know, that's happened to everyone where they've caught themselves in a reflection and they maybe haven't liked what they've seen. Dude, I caught my shadow. When I was running, I was running and I caught myself in my shadow. I looked across and the sun was like over here and I could see my shadow. And I was like, who the fuck's that guy? And what's up with his shit haircut? And then I was like, oh, that guy's me. <laughs> and then that's when you truly hit rock bottom is when you see your silhouette and go, Jesus. <laughs> you see yourself and it's in your like, you just see the shape the outline of you and you're like, God damn, what happened? <laughs> Fuck. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm good. I hope you guys are good. <laughs> it was pretty funny, but I was running along. It actually made me laugh out loud. I would have looked like a crazy person. I was running along, looked at my shadow and I audibly went, Oh, <laughs> and then, and then I was like, Oh, it's me. And then I started pissing myself laughing. I was like, Luke, you've got shit to work on, all right? I was going to go home. I was going to do a short running route. And I was like, I'm just going to keep going, you know, and maybe get a haircut. It was mainly my hair. It wasn't like I saw my physique. It was mainly just like my hair was like all over the shop that day. I hadn't had a shower. So my hair was just bad hair. And I just left the house, you know, because that's the least of your problems when you're out there. That's the one thing that's been crazy about this year is like, there's no such thing as like looking good anymore or like trends even with fashion because no one's going out. So no one's like really buying new clothes and stuff. 
Therefore, there's no new things that are like in fashion. It's really going to put the fashion game about two years behind. Because like, who knows? Obviously, things will become trendy again post-COVID. But currently, you know, it's trendy. The, what's new and trending now is tracksuit pants and Ugg boots to the supermarket. And I had an unpopular opinion this week sent to me. I forget who it was sent in by. But uh, someone said, unpopular opinion, I don't find Ugg boots comfortable. I think you're wearing the wrong Ugg boots. Okay, well, who are you? Do you hate clouds on your feet? Are you against having fluffy toes? Because that's fucked up. All right? Uh, and I, I really disagree with that one. I need a new pair of Ugg boots, actually. Jeez, that's where the content's got to here, huh? It's like reading you guys my shopping list. <laughs> I'm like, I need apples, uh, some new peanut butter, Ugg boots, and some milk. <laughs> I think I'm a bit delirious today, guys. I went to bed late. Um, I've been going to bed late a lot lately. Keelan and I have been playing video games until very late hours of the evening because we always get to like, it's like late at night and we, it gets like 2 a.m. And we go, ah, we should probably start going to bed soon. But we both realize that neither of us are like going to actually go to sleep. He's like, oh, so he goes, oh, are you tired? And I go, oh, nah. And then he goes, nah, nah. Well, he goes, well, I could stay up. And I go, oh, yeah, all right, we'll play a couple more games. And then it gets to like 3.30 a.m. and we're still playing. And because there's no reason to go to bed because every day is the same. Like all I've got to do really is make sure I get videos up on time. And I can do that any time of the day. Like last night I finished editing at 1 a.m. Because I was like, well, I've got nothing better to do. And I have to get this Bachelor video done. So I'll just... Stay up, you know? So I've been going to bed late. My sleeping pattern's fucked. I'm pretty much an insomniac. I'm thinking of joining a fight club instead of uh, just, you know, crushing in my dreams. That's like my version of fight club is I just have these delusions of me just like crushing to strangers, you know? And then at the end, it's revealed that I have just like never left my house in a year. <laughs> I should write a movie about my experience during lockdown. It's called The Wanking Chronicles. Um, anyway, <laughs> what I want to talk about? Oh, yeah. Uh, guys, the Maintain the Stain movement has been going strong this week. A lot of you guys participating. If you didn't hear, last couple of weeks, there's been some massive grub energy on this podcast. Uh, I would say 70% from me, like, I guess I'm the blame, the reason for it, but it was really backed by you guys. So I came in a few weeks in a row, hadn't showered, a little bit grubby. I'd, I've set the expectations low for my personal hygiene at the moment to the point where last week in a Bachelor video, I included this bit and I was unsure whether or not to put in the video because I was like, that's pretty gross. Uh, I just like realized halfway through filming one of the bachelor videos. I'm like, I just go to Meg. I was like, Oh my God, I haven't showered in two days. And then Meg goes, yeah, I wasn't going to tell you. And I was like, Oh, do I smell? And then she just goes, you've got a bit of a stanky cock. <laughs> and I put it in the video and I was expecting a lot of people to be like, yuck. What the fuck Luke? Like but there was really no comments regarding the stanky dick situation you know people are like commenting about the rest of the video 
And I was like, have I really set the bar that low where I just admit on camera that I have a stanky dick and people just like go, yeah, checks out, that tracks. Uh, look at him. <laughs> I saw his shadow the other day. It was fucked. You know, when I was running the other day, I looked across at my shadow and I was like, that shadow's got a stanky dick. <laughs> and I was just like, God damn, I need to, I need to change myself. You know, I need to fix that because it like, I, I wanted, I would actually would have preferred people to be like, man, dude, like what, what's up with your stanky dick? That's surprising for you, Luke. You don't seem like someone with stanky genitalia, but Apparently, people just watched that and were just like, yeah, checks out. So that's awesome. But I, maybe in a, you know, on a, looking on a deeper level, um, maybe it was just relatable. You know, maybe, maybe people were going to comment something and then realize, you know, had a whiff of their own DAX and realize they weren't in a place to be commenting or judging. I think there's a lot of that going around at the moment. You know, even if you're in a place that, uh, is not like Victoria and you're not that strict on the COVID rules at the moment. I feel like there's a still a bit of stanky junk floating around the cities, you know, in Australia and in the world right now. I feel like 2020, there's obviously been a rise in COVID cases, but I would say an equal rise in ball sweat and maybe even vagina sweat. And I, I don't want to get graphic, but uh, no girls commented any negative stuff about my stanky dick either. Cause maybe they were sitting there going, well, fuck my flaps fucking rake. So I can't talk. And maybe, maybe I was, I guess it was just a good continuation of the grub movement where we've entered it. It would started off with stains on the top. And now I'm covering the big issues like ball sweat. And maybe next week, uh, I might even, I don't know what's grosser than that. Ass sweat. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Who knows what? Yeah, I know what this lockdown will uh, bring out of me content-wise, but hopefully, uh, yeah, no bum body odors talk. That's not good. So um, yeah, I just wanted to say, I, I didn't, I didn't really know how to react to that because part of me was like, well, that's great that I've normalized uh, dick sweat on my channel because no one seemed to care. But also, is that a good thing? Probably not. So yeah, I guess that one, that one went out to everyone out there with stanky nuts and whiffy flaps. So you're welcome. Um, what was I going to say? Yeah. So this maintain the stave mo movement. Stain. Yep. Hang on. I just need to put a battery on charge. Just sorry. I know I'm not going to cut this out. Reese, leave it in. Right. I just feel like my camera battery is going to die soon and I don't, I want to back up. And I want to know, I want people to know the efforts that I go to to keep this show running, which occasionally involves getting up, walking two paces and putting in a battery. Now, this movement's been going great. And I've uh, heard heard a lot of uh, grub stories get sent into me now. And people, are kind of, I, I've, it's almost like a safe place now for grubs on this podcast. Uh, it's a safe space where people can come uh, maybe you have a couple of days of not showering. Uh, maybe they've got a red wine stain on their shirt and they just couldn't be bothered to get the nappy sand out. Whatever your grub move may be, this is a safe space. And Liam contacted me during the week and this one really brought a tear to my eye and it shows the positive effects that this movement 
is, and I guess how comfortable people feel in their own skin now, in their own dirty fucking grubby skin. Uh, Liam said, I went to Subway yesterday wearing trackies, a jumper with stains on them and fake Kmart Ugg boots. The worker made me exactly what I wanted without me asking because I get the same thing every time. Oh, that sounds like my dream lunchtime. Walking into Subway, them going just the usual and then them just throwing on a chicken fillet, lettuce, cheese, tomato, and a bit of mayo. And I walk out of there with a plain fucking sandwich. I don't want olives. I don't want any other of this nonsense. Just give me chicken fillet and a little bit of fucking salad and I'll be on my way. Thank you very much. Right, then Liam goes... Then I scanned my loyalty card and got $6 off. Yes, that brings a tear to my eye. I should also add I hadn't showered for two days. Keep doing us proud, Liam. Uh, That's the kind of stuff we want to see on this uh, new grub movement. Hashtag maintain the stain. Now, before we move on, last week I did make a big call. I said, guys, we need to get bibs made. Just bibs that say maintain the stain to encourage spills. People did come back to me and said, look, Luke, I love the idea, but I don't want to point out the obvious and say bibs technically are an anti-stain item or clothing or accessory, I guess. They are anti-stain. And I said, you're right. That kind of defeats the purpose because if we made bib merch, it would almost be, it, it, it would keep your actual clothes not stained, which is kind of against this new safe place for grubs everywhere vibe that we've got going on this podcast. So I use my big brain, like this is what I do. I sit back on my couch and I go, you raise a good point. Bibs are not the answer here. Okay. So I go back and I, and I sit there and I've got my big brain on and I switch it on. Right. Because by the way, if you don't know this podcast, I only use 5% of my brain capacity. Um, and I, 95% of it is just mulling over other things in life. Like new Mountain Dew potential flavors, collabs with Doritos and Battlefront strategies that I can bring out next time I play with Keelan at 3 a.m. in the morning. You know what I mean? So I'm just, the other 95%, I'm fucking busy back here. You know, if, if I look vacantly at the camera occasionally, it's only because I got shit going on back here. So you guys get to see 5% of my brain capacity right now, but the other 95% of my big, humongous, enormous brain is just back here and the cogs are just turning over, working on greatness. So... For once in my life, I sat back down on the couch and I was like, you know what, Luke, let's let's do that movie Limitless. Let's unlock 100% of your brain's capacity. So I went back and I was like, and I was unlocking 100% and I was like, and then I got it. I bloody thought of it. And you're probably thinking, Luke, this is the most ambitious merch idea you've ever had. <laughs> yes. All right. And so ambitious that look, I, I'm not even saying we'll do this. I'm more just, I more just like thinking of merch ideas, executing them and pulling them off. I'll only do if there is some demand. But um, this is just an idea, right? It's a plain white T-shirt. <laughs> I know what you're thinking, Luke. That's an invitation for stains. Uh huh. Because I unlock 100% of my brain capacity. Hear me out. It's a plain white t-shirt, except on the front, in just plain black font, it just says, maintain the stains. Or, stains come at me. Hadn't actually thought of what to write yet, you know, because I was, maybe, I think maintain the stain, right? 
on the front and it's a plain white t-shirt and here's the catch. It comes with no wash instructions, right? No, oh, you know, clean wash, hand wash, no wash instructions. You know why? Because it's the only t-shirt you're ever going to buy that is not designed to be washed. It's the unwashable shirt. You just put it on. So uh, this is my dream scenario. People listen to this podcast, right? It's like, I like to imagine that people listen to this at the end of the day. They kick their feet up. They chuck me on and they go, let's just watch this guy use 5% of his big fucking brain for 45 minutes, right? And what people are going to do is they're going to chuck on their grub shirt, hook in to like a, you know, a big old fucking bowl of pasta with uh, tomato-based sauce. None of this fucking white pasta shit that doesn't really cause them. No, we're talking stains that are hard to get out. I want Nappy San, the company, to be trembling right now. I hope there's a representative here listening to this going, no, no. And already, I know I've lost the mum market. As soon as I said a shirt that can never be washed, every mum who may have overheard some of this podcast at one time is now off me. And that's fine. I expected that. I want people who can't handle stains to be tuned out right now. Okay, because that's not the vibe of this podcast. And here's the deal, right? Okay, if, if you're not picturing it, and oh yeah, I also like to imagine that people buy this shirt one size too big for them. One size too big. It's that comfy thing you put on when you get home. And picture an art smock, but for food. And then picture... I guess, <laughs> then picture a sloppy taco, your canvas, and you just get in there and create. And if it creates a mess, so be it. You've you've ex- successfully used the shirt. And I'm not saying you should try spill shit on this. It just should be one of those things where it's like, oh yeah, fucking, I accidentally got this oil stain on it once. Oh well, doesn't come out now, you know. That's fine. So, um, and you know what? Maybe you could give it a bi-yearly wash, you know, because by that time, most of the stains will have settled and, you know, good luck, honestly. If you want to put some nappy sand on that after six months, yeah. Okay. That's, you know, oh, it kills 99.9%. This will kill 14% of germs on this fucking t-shirt. I'm telling you. So, um, yeah, that's my big grand merch idea. You're welcome. Uh, let me know if there's any demand because if I was to do it, it'd be pre-order only. It'd be very exclusive. I don't think there'd be a huge market for this, but I know there is just from reading the comment section of this podcast every week. I know there's a lot of fucking grubs out there and just like Liam, you know, I'm sure Liam would love to roll in to Subway wearing his maintain the stain t-shirt with his fucking fake Kmart Ugg boots. Oh, bon appetit. Sounds beautiful. So, um, yeah, another thing I want to address from last week's episode just quickly, uh, during the unpopular opinion segment, which we'll be getting to after this, uh, I made a big call. Someone said that they did enjoy uh, pineapple on pizza. Um, and I said, that's fucked. You wouldn't put fruit on a pizza. Now, <laughs> I realized in hindsight that once again, I was using 5% of my big old brain there because I got a few emails. This one was just an example one. Came in from Georgia. She said, uh, hey, Luke, just had something to say in your most recent episode uh, regarding the pineapple on pizza. 
uh, being bad, which I agree with. But you went on to say fruit on pizza is bad, but tomato is a fruit, which is almost on all pizzas from Georgia. So, uh, yes, I just want to retract that statement. Tomato is a fruit uh, and it is on all pizzas. However, however, mainly tomato paste. I actually don't particularly enjoy margaritas that have actual bits of tomato on them. So I was kind of right, but yes, you are correct. It's a tomato features on pretty much all pizzas. It's almost the, uh, the, the structural core of it. You know, that's kind of saying like, oh, you wouldn't put fucking wood or metal in a building. You're like, well, kind of makes up a majority of buildings actually, unless you're building an igloo um, or a clay hut. But even still, you might have a wooden frame. So anyway, guys, I retract that statement. It was a bit silly of me, but I kind of still back what I said about the pineapple and pizzas. All right, it's filth. Get out of here. Now, um, let's do some unpopular opinions. This is, uh, oh, man, that's like Adelaide. Um, this segment is just where people email me in their controversial thoughts and we just read them out. And it's kind of designed just to piss off you, the listener, or the viewer. You know, it's designed to grind a few gears, uh, rub people the wrong way. It's designed to uh, cause the feeling of unease and discomfort. So I guess get ready. You know, you're probably comfortable listening to this, but get ready to be uncomfortable. So this first popular opinion, it comes in from an anonymous source only because I think it came in on Instagram and I did forget to write down who sent it to me. Please email me in your uh, stuff for the podcast at luke.kidgel at gmail.com and put subject, like put unpopular opinion or podcast in the subject line so I don't lose it because I also get a lot of emails too. So um. Yeah, this one came in on Instagram because I I wrote it down because I just thought it was fucking insane. Like, it was insane. You know how, like, some people throughout history have said some insanely controversial things, like Hitler, you know what I mean? Very, (laughs) I would say, controversial figure throughout history. You know, I think undisputed, one of the most disagreed with uh, people on the planet throughout history. Well, this person, whoever sent this in, maybe, I'm not likening them to Hitler, but I'm saying they're equally as decisive. Is that the right word? Decisive. No, divisive. That's the word I'm looking for, guys. I need to look up. What word am I looking for here? Um, I think divisive is the right word. You know what, guys? I don't care. I'm not going to look that up. So, um... What was I saying? Um, um, okay, yeah, this one came in. This one shocked me to my core, all right? <sighs> Unpopular opinion. David Attenborough is entirely overrated and his voice is really annoying. That was my face when I read that for the first time. I just melted. I was like, I've never disagreed with so much. I disagree with this so much that I... My face wanted to melt off. Am I the weird one here? How do you watch planet Earth, right? And him just narrating some beautiful, like, 
alpacas humping in Greenland or some shit. You know what I mean? Or it's just like some some wild birds migrating. And you hear that soulful tone of, and then the the albatross migrate to the east or whatever, you know? How do you sit there and go, ugh, this guy's fucking annoying, the way he's so knowledgeable and... It, what? You listen to my podcast. I have a way more annoying voice than David Attenborough, okay? Best voices on earth. David Attenborough, Morgan Freeman, um, and that's it. That's actually it. Oh, and the guy who plays Alfred in Batman, Michael Caine. Got a, you know, he's kind of, <laughs> he's got like a funny British voice, you know? It's, it's good. Um, that's crazy, man. So, yeah, that kind of just shows you the level of, uh, I guess, people are willing to tape this segment. You know, this segment was supposed to be fun. And when I read that, I was like, okay, I feel like this segment's gone too far. I'm happy for you to talk shit about pizzas, all right? John Denver last week, few people had a dig at him. But David Attenborough, uh, sorry, Sir David Attenborough, that's not cool. Okay, but you know what? That's what this segment's all about, I guess. Fucking hell, that this is... I feel like that hasn't split the room. That's just made 100% of everyone, everyone, their whole population. You could say that to a person that's never fucking heard of Dave Attenborough and they'd be like, hey, come on, seems like a nice guy. This one came in from Cody, less controversial, but this one I kind of agree with. Fruity flavored milk, example, strawberry and banana, are superior to chalky milk. Don't at me. I love me a chalky milk, you know? I feel like you're not a true Australian if you don't fucking froth a big M or, you know, get a Nesquik up you. But, yeah, I, I, don't th- I wouldn't say they're better or superior, but I would say no one, at the same time, no one's knocking strawberry or banana. I think people can agree they're all great flavors, but at the end of the day, if you had to pick, chalky milk probably would take the cake. But... As a man who is a massive fan of Blue Heaven uh, milkshakes, I personally prefer them, and that maybe that's controversial. I think that's a cross between vanilla and raspberry. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of where my take is. Maybe that's controversial. The Blue Heaven is the best. But, yeah, man, I guess few people will be pretty steamed off at even just the mention of chalky milk in this segment. Um, this one came in from Amelia. And before I read this, I want to say that I've never agreed with anything more in my life. I felt like she was reading my brain when she sent this in. Hey, uh, Luke, don't know how unpopular this opinion is on the mainland. However, here in Tassie, it would be a sin to say this. And you know what, Amelia? I think it's going to be equally as unpopular on the mainland, but I'm going to fucking stand with you on this journey. All right, I'm not afraid. I've dissed Cursor. I said Milo was a 7 out of 10. I can't get, I can't stoop any more lower. I'm already probably the most hated man in Australian food hot takes. I might as well just rub the fucking salt in the wound. She said, Krispy Kreme donuts are overrated. They always taste only okay and they are not worth the fuss. I would much prefer fresh cinnamon donut from Wendy's any day. You're preaching the choir. To the choir? Whatever, Amelia. Unbelievable. 
Unbelievable take, fully support it. Um, and anyone who says that Krispy Kreme donuts are the best haven't tried a cinnamon donut from Woolies. It's like fancy cake shops. They're like, oh, it's $50 for a cake. You're like, bruh, Woolies are doing them for four bucks and they shit on yours, okay? And that's how I feel about Krispy Kreme is they're this big American chain that come over. They're like, look at our glazing. You're like, hey, man, if I wanted glazing on my donut, I'd just come at Wendy's. (laughs) I'd just do a fucking jizz on a plain cinnamon donut if I wanted to eat disgusting glazing. They're overrated. They're not even bad. They're just like, they taste American. They taste like heart disease. um, And they, in the words of Keelan, they uh, make my blood feel thick (laughs) after I eat them. And I fully agree. And I might be in the wrong here, but you know what? That's it. That's life. Uh, This one comes in from uh, Michael, and this will be the last one I do. Oh, no, I'll do one more quick one. Okay, so... I'll end with the, the Michael's one because it's a little bit longer, but this one's just this little quick one from Tubsidis. Uh Two or three wheat bix is not enough for anyone. I don't think that's controversial at all. I think most people would agree with that. If you don't do five or above, fucking pack your bags and go to the airport, all right? Because you need to get the fuck out of here. Simple as that. Four, uh, uh, fair enough, four. Four is like if you're a beta, but you enjoy wheat bix Five is for anyone who wants to have a high fiber start to the day and respects themselves, you know, five and above. I personally do seven because I ain't no bitch. My mum didn't raise a fucking coward. So I, I put seven in. And clearly Tim Cahill and Brett Lee's mum didn't raise no cowards either. Ten and nine. <sighs> Pretty impressive. But uh, yeah, this one comes in from Michael. Dear Luke, very formal. Love that. Keep that energy going. As you advised us, the listeners during uh, episode 163, I'm sharing an unpopular opinion. I got into Kiss and rock music in general in 2008 when I was nine. So that means you were born in 99, which means you are 21 now. Cool. This is a pretty controversial opinion for a 21-year-old. They remain my favorite band. That's the controversial opinion. Kiss are Michael's favorite band. And he goes on to back it up. See, often people just send in the opinion and no reasoning behind it. But he's gone, the myths that surround Kiss. And by the way, Michael, I don't think anyone's really shitting on Kiss too much anymore because no one really cares. But I'm happy for you to defend this because I like people that get very defensive for no reason because I'm one of those people. I'm like, what? You want to come at me for something small and trivial? Yeah, well, how about I argue about it for the next 15 minutes despite you not actually caring? That's me. So I I respect that, Michael. The myth that surrounds Kiss include that their musical skill is straightforward, their costumes are ridiculous, and that their impact was minimal. My take is that they are phenomenally talented musicians that write incredible songs, not to mention the industry revolutionizing theatrics and the fact that they influenced essentially everyone a.k.a. Jack Black, <laughs> Metallica, Tupac, Van Halen, Foo Fighters, Michael Jackson, Ramones. Um, I would say that it's this is not that controversial. This is not that unpopular. I would say most, even if you don't like, look, I don't know many Kiss songs. I know I want to rock and roll all night, and I know fucking one of their other ones. So, yeah, clearly I don't know that many. <laughs> um, 
I, I would say, yeah, most people acknowledge that the fact that we're talking about them right now means they've absolutely were impactful. And that whole era of like glam rock and like painting up your face, you know, it, ins- it definitely inspired a lot of pop music. Like, uh, but I would say they would have been inspired. Like when we kiss around, I feel like they would have been inspired by David Bowie who like used to dress up and crazy stuff. Anyway, I would just say like, they're not a bad band, but they're not. Yeah, you're right. They're, they're not great, are they? <laughs> but yeah, I would say they're definitely impactful and, and that it's, it's totally a fine band to be your favorite band. You know, I fucking love, you know what? For their era, they're actually pretty bad. They're kind of corny. Kind of like ACDC in a way. Like they're like, it's like fun rock, you know, and I get that. If they're your favorite band, it's fine. But there is objectively better music, like from the, you know, the rock, when rock was huge, like Led Zeppelin are a better band, Queen are a better band. Uh, There's so many like better, more talented musicians, but there's nothing wrong in just liking something for how cheesy and like the way it makes you feel. Dude, I I fully acknowledge that Blink-182 uh, it's like the same thing with them. They're not the most credible or talented musicians in the world. Travis Barker's fucking amazing at drumming, but you know Tom and Mark, they, just, I would say they're more entertainers, and they the way like that music connected to me going through my teenage years, and like the way it influenced so many other people in that genre over the years. The reason why they're so popular is because of the personality behind the band. A band isn't just about the music. And I think the reason why you like a band is half to do with the music, half to do with like the image, what they represent, what they mean to you. So I would say, Michael, I rate that. If you want to like Kiss, you like Kiss because I like Panic! at the Disco far too much. And I think we can all agree that Brendan Urie fucking slaps at singing. Great singer. I'd genuinely been on Broadway, but you wouldn't call them one of the most uh, inventive, creative bands of the modern generation, you know. It's a banger, but it's not this generation's Bohemian Rhapsody, you know. Um, so, yeah. Guys, I think that's bloody... Oh, well, we're only 45 minutes in. Um, do I have anything else to talk about? I'm just looking through my notes here. Um, uh, I mean, I, I have something I could talk about. It's not, it's not like, great, but uh, I wrote down... Um, I hate ledge videos, dude. I saw so many of them on, uh, the internet during the week. They're like started to become big on TikTok or TikTok. Just keep recommending them to me. I hate those fucking ledge videos where people just are on like scaling tall buildings and they like filming themselves with a GoPro on. They make me feel sick. And you see like them jumping and jumping over things or like, and they could fall to their death and there's like a little ledge of like three things and they're just walking across it, looking down. That makes me feel so uncomfortable watching that. It's like my biggest fear. I threw a tantrum on the giant drop when I was in grade four at Dreamworld. Okay. And I was fully harnessed in. Imagine, oh, heights make me feel uncomfortable. I'm not necessarily scared of heights, but I'm definitely scared of falling to my death, which I guess is not that weird. (laughs) Just means I'm not suicidal, but I just feel like, I feel like I, I don't know. Those videos are just, I hate them. And I wish people would stop making them because they're going to fall one day. You can't, no one's that lucky. No one's that skilled. It's one of those things as well, like where I guess doing those maneuvers on flat ground wouldn't be hard, 
but the added pressure of like you being a hundred meters up in the air is crazy to me. People like jump on top of skyscrapers and just run around the edge like fucking crazy people. Those people have a death wish and it makes me feel uncomfortable. I don't know why I wrote that down. I just wrote down, talk about ledge videos because it made me feel like I get this sick feeling in the bottom of my stomach whenever I watch it. I'm like, just stop. Like, it's not entertaining. Stop. You're risking your life. It's like a complete stranger. I don't even care about them. You know what I mean? That sounds so horrible. <laughs> Fuck your life. <laughs> but the point is, it's like, I don't even know these people, but it it makes me sick knowing that there's people out there that just do that shit. You know, I'm all for extreme stuff. Go to New Zealand, skydive. That's less dangerous. But like, just without a freaking parachute or any safety harness, just rolling up to the top of the skyscraper and sitting there with your legs. That's the ones that piss me off. The legs dangling off the the ledge. Oh, oh! it's like when you see those old photos of the blokes that built the Sydney Harbour Bridge and they're all just sitting there on top above the water just like eating a sandwich on their lunch break with their legs dangling over with no safety harness on. Oh, my God. It gives me, like, anxiety looking at those photos. I'm just like... How do you have so little fear of not dying? Like, I have so much shit I need to do this week. Like, if I died, I just wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't be able to pay my rent or get anything done. I need to pay my rent. I should do that after this. Anyway, guys, thanks for reminding me, Luke. You're welcome, Luke. All right. Um, guys, that's the end of the podcast. Thank you all very much for uh, tuning in again. We'll be back next week. Keep sending in your unpopular opinions or if you have any life advice. Uh, I did get sent a few life advice things, but they're all really heavy, really heavy things. And I don't feel like I'm in the best. I don't think I'm the best person to address things of that nature on this uh, podcast because I'm uh, not a psychologist and not a professional. So uh, if you have any like more trivial life advice things or, you know, stuff about just like career things or whatever, like any interesting or fun life advice things, shoot them in to uh, luke.kidgel at gmail.com. Hope you guys have an awesome week. I'm going to go boil some fucking water and that's it. So see you all later.